Welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am your host, Chase Merrill, and we are all about helping people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. In today's conversation, I have my friend and former high school psychology teacher, Jason Knowles, with me. This is such an awesome conversation. There's not a lot of people uh, that I could say have impacted my life the way that Jason has. He is uh, a, a personality. He is a presence. Uh, he's an authentic human being. And man, people feel so loved and seen by him. Wherever they go, uh, wherever he goes, they, they, they know uh, that he's being somebody that is a safe place for them to get to be uh, whoever they are walking out the journey that they're on. I met him in high school and got impacted by his life as a psychology teacher and also as somebody who shares a different worldview than I do. And I'm thankful for his relationship and the opportunity to have this conversation today. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to be challenged by it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to help us continue to make an impact with this podcast week in and week out, consider joining our new Patreon community. For as little as a cup of coffee a month, you can be a part of helping us get the message and mission of the podcast out to more people more effectively. This is a way that we can come together as a community and you'll get access to behind the scenes stuff, additional resources and content and so much more for just as little as $5 a month. You can head over to chasemerrill.com and click Patreon to jump in and get started. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Frontline Coffee Co. Delicious, bold, and expertly roasted small batch coffee for the everyday American. Frontline is not just about coffee. They're about supporting responders on the front lines, courageously caring for the rest of us. With every Frontline purchase, a percentage goes to supporting the brave men and women who are doing just that. Head over to FrontlineCoffeeCo.com and use promo code FREEDUP. That's F-R-E-E-D-U-P, all one word, FREEDUP, to get 15% off your purchase. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Well, here we go. I've got my friend Jason Knowles with me today on the podcast. Uh, welcome, Jason. Good to see you. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, man. It's been a long time. Too long. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if we've had something like this where since I graduated high school, which I'll give people context in a second, uh, you you were a, uh, a teacher at my high school in Rockland, California, Whitney High School, uh, and the class I specifically had with you was psychology, and it was a newer class at that time, and so it was super like, everybody kind of wanted to jump in and take it because it was so fresh, uh, but that's that's how we got connected. We'll talk more about that, but, but you, since graduation day for me in June of 2009, I don't think, I don't think we've seen each other in person or had like live communication outside of some Instagram, Facebook messages and comments. If I'm if I'm correct. Yes. Yeah. It's been been a minute, as the kids say. As so, the kids say. Yeah. So, um, man, well, I'm just so thankful for for the take taking you take you taking your time to join me and uh, to get to share uh, the reason why I, I asked you to be a part of this 52 project and the impact you've had on my life. Uh, so, just to jump in, will you just share a little snapshot of who you are, where you are in the world right now, for people to get a, a chance to get a little more familiar with you? Well, I uh, just completed year 28 uh, as a teacher. No way. Yeah, I'm I'm long in the tooth, bro. I've been- <laughs> I was doing it when you were, when you were an infant. Uh, So uh, yeah, just finished year 28. Um, I teach at uh, Menlo Atherton high school down in the San Francisco peninsula. Uh, My wife and I live here in San Mateo. We've been here for 
this area for the last five years. Uh, I left Whitney and Rockland in 2018. Um, and that's kind of where I am right now, at yeah. least physically. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I still, still teach, still love it. Uh, I can't, well, I know a lot of my colleagues are thinking about retirement and that's, that's not even on my radar right now. Wow. Still, wow. still love what I do and uh, try to get better at it. So yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. You also uh, had some some where we overlapped some stuff in life too. Was was on the football field, um, and uh, and are you still doing any kind of any kind of extracurricular coaching or anything like that? Uh, I I kind of pulled away from it uh, the year after uh, COVID uh, because it just um, it was burning me out. I got yeah sure. kind of kind of get too much of it. But uh, California just approved uh, girls flag football to be a fall sport. So I'm going to try and maybe dip my toe back into football coaching that way. That's awesome. Uh, try and coach, uh, try and coach the girls team at our school. Um, whether or not that works out, of course, is, uh, anybody's guess, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I do miss coaching football. Um, I just don't miss the, the time away from home yeah. and, and, and all of that, that coaching high school football entails. So. Yeah. It's a, you kind of, you, you kind of give a lot of your life to it whenever you, you sign up for that world. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, did, second, it's a second full-time job basically. Yeah. Now. Okay. So I'm trying to remember just before, before moving forward with, uh, with just remembering back you, did you, you weren't, were you there from the beginning of Whitney's inception or did you come the second year or the third year? I can't remember when you came. I think Whitney opened in 05. Yeah. 05 was my freshman year and it was that first year of the, it being alive. Yeah. And I got there in 07. Okay. That's right. So yeah. yeah. So I was, yeah, not an OG. I was, I, I was a carpetbagger two years in. Uh, you, you were an OG, you stayed nine years after I graduated or so like that. I mean, you, that's OG stay. You're, you're there. You're, you're amongst, you're amongst the best of them in the OG Whitney Wildcat land. I tried to be. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that was part of that was you, you came in two years in, so we, we were all kind of, you know, everybody's acclimating at that point. We, we officially had a senior class cause we started with just freshmen and sophomores at 2005. Right. right? So 2007, you know, I'm a junior and we have a senior class. And so you're there, you came in and kind of took Whitney by storm though. You, you brought this, <laughs> you brought your, your Jason Knowles, uh, Mr. Knowles, like, I mean, just feel, aroma, the presence. I mean, you're a, you can't tell by the screen here, but you know, you're, you're a little taller than me. Uh, I'm at, I'm at a, I'm at a, a real strong five, eight on a good day. So, uh, I know you're, you're definitely taller than that. And then you put that in high school, although that's not much taller than I was in high school, but you put that in the high school students context and you know, you, you could see you from pretty far away on the campus. Yeah. I, you know, being my size, you know, it's six, eight, and, uh, I won't say how many pounds, <laughs> uh, north of 300, south of 400. That's there, all. I'm there saying. you go. There you go. Um, you know, you can either embrace it or you can try and hide from it. And I, you know, tried to minimize it for a long time. Uh, and that didn't work out too well. So I just thought, you know, use it. Yeah. In yeah. Whatever, whatever way that, that happens to be. But, you know, when you're a, a high school teacher, it can come, it can be an advantage, but, um, you know, it's not something I try and intimidate kids with, but, uh, you know, it does, it does give me some, some advantages in the classroom. Yeah. But yeah. I try not to try not to use it in that manner. Yeah. Well, that y y you have been 
part of why you made such an impact in my life is because you have remained uh, your authentic self uh, for the the entirety of the time that I've known you and in, in what was so attractive to me as a, as a high school student to you as a teacher and somebody I wanted to be around was was that there wasn't there wasn't this there wasn't any sense of embarrassment or shame or insecurity about who you were it was like you you I was it was confidence it was a I was drawn to this dude's confident in himself and but he's not an, he's not arrogant and he's not like he's not prideful but there's this I'm comfortable in my own skinness that was about Mr. Knowles that uh, I think a lot of people resonated with from all different kinds of uh, backgrounds and you know belief systems and all of that and I mean you had you just had such a, a group of people that really were like man I want to I feel safe I feel comfortable I feel like I can be myself around a Jason Knowles and I mean in a high school season a lot of kids are just trying to figure out who the heck they are yeah uh, it's a pretty incredible thing to have in a, in a teacher and in a mentor kind of person like like yourself and so um that I mean that was one of the things that quickly I was like I, I want to get around this guy so I I got I I think in the psychology class filled up fast if I remember right it was like um you know because you taught you taught psychology and some a couple other things what was the other stuff that you did? well I taught uh when I first got there I had AP Psych and then right. in, Intro to Psych. That's right. Uh, and I also taught the freshman geography class. And then my class built up, and pretty soon it was just AP Psych and then Intro to Psych. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was pretty much all I taught after after that first year. I remember. I, so I was a peer counselor. I don't know if you remember that oh, yeah, world. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I was. I started doing peer counseling from sophomore year on. And so. I remember not not knowing for sure if I was going to be able to get in to that elective and wanting to do it so bad. I think I went to my peer counselor like overseer and was like, what do I need to do to make sure I get this? And I don't know what she did, but we ended up we ended up in your class. So what I what I want to jump into uh, mm -hmm. kind of right in the, the beginning here is the the reality that when it comes to the two of us in our like worldviews that they are different across the landscape of um, significantly for me as a as a rel more religious uh, upbringing and also present like um, uh, as a pastor as a Christian believes in God and has a relationship with Jesus. Uh, I remember very quickly coming into your psychology class and realizing I don't even know how it it happened, but I was. I was learning how to be confident in what I believed in mm -hmm. and trying to be my authentic self, comfortable in my own skin. But then, but then, you know, discovered and found out we did not have the same beliefs around this space. And you were very comfortable with that and open about that. And even at times, I think in a healthy way, challenged me and pressed me with some questions or things to consider. Um, and, and so that was something that I hadn't yet really experienced within a uh, person that I really wanted to be around <laughs> that did not hold the same worldview and fundamental beliefs as me. Um, and and so I, I remember being this teenager and trying to just figure out, you know, kind of who I was made to be and going like, this is new for me. There's a guy that I really am, I respect and I like and I want to be more around, but but how do we see things so differently here? Um, 
And so, will you give people just a little win? Okay, so, you know, I, most of the people listening to this podcast will have an idea of where I'm at and what I believe. Right. Will you just give people a window in so we can kind of go, go into that part of the conversation? Well, I grew up uh, in a, you know, my parents divorced before I was, God, probably three years old. And so, I lived in two basically separate houses. And in neither one of them was religion a huge topic. Sure. Um, you know, there were obviously discussions about it, but it was never something I was raised in Yeah, the way, you know, probably the way you were sure. uh, with, with your folks. Um, and then, uh, in sixth grade, uh, my mom put me into a Catholic school. And so that was really kind of my my introduction into an organized um, uh, religion was yeah. going to Catholic school. And I was not Catholic. So I was a fish out of water, sure. you know, for a wide variety of reasons with, with that. Um, <clears throat> and then um, went to a Catholic high school, which was, um, you know, we, we were taught things about Catholicism and about Christianity, but it wasn't, it wasn't indoctrinating at all. It was more historical, um, that sort of, of angle of, of religion. Um, and then being around when I went away to college, I was around a lot more um, Jewish, Mormon, evangelicals of all different stripes. Yeah. Um, and so, and I even took a class uh, on the the Bible is literature. It, it took the Bible as a piece of literature rather than uh, a, a holy text. Sure. And, you know, it was deconstructed that way. Um, but I've always been fascinated by religion and um, it just, it never sort of caught on, if you will. Sure. Um, and then there were some members of my family who went off in that direction. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it certainly helped them, uh, as, as become better people, you know, so that was powerful to see that. Yeah. Um, it just, it was, uh, you know, getting to where I am today as a atheist agnostic. And I do use both of those terms. Um, you know, it was a very sort of natural organic process for me. Yeah, and it was it was intellectual as well. You know, I took took deep dives. I read a lot of books, and um, you know, just it sort of galvanized what I what I had always thought, but never really, um, what's the word? Uh, never really expressed. Sure. You know, people would ask me, "What do you believe?" and I would kind of tap dance around it. Yeah, you know, because <clears throat> you know, another thing about the way I was raised is that you know, pleasing people is a good thing. Sure. So I never wanted to, you know, uh, sort of uh, push anybody aside or, or um, have them push me aside because of that. So, um, you know, I kind of just tap danced around it instead of just being honest. Um, but then it, you know, it just got to a point where that felt uncomfortable, that yeah. cognitive dissonance that, that people have when their behaviors and their actions don't match. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and it took me till my thirties before I got comfortable with saying, you know, 
I, I don't believe in a lot of the tenets of, of organized religions. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, there was never a, an anger piece to it. It wasn't, you know, losing my mom at 15 to cancer. You know, I didn't go, well, you know, F you God, pardon me, you're, or, you're or any, anything like that. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't anger or anything. It was just, it was intellectual and it was organic for me. Yeah. So, and it, it just felt natural. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Yeah. That, uh, thanks for, thanks for sharing, first of all. Sure. And, uh, and so I think, I think as I, as I begin to, to get to know you in that, in that light, like, okay, um, this, this guy's, this guy's being authentic. He's not, uh, trying to, to, to please anybody, uh, to appease their, their beliefs or, um, you know, I remember, cause I, I mean, especially my junior year for me, junior year and senior, well, sophomore, junior, all of them. I, I mean, I really like, I was, I was pursuing the world of a relationship with God, like with everything that I, I had kind of in my being, you know, I, I, um, it was a big part of, and still obviously is as I'm, as I'm leading in, in doing ministry stuff now, but, uh, but it was like, it, it was a, it wasn't an add-on to my life. It was like the center. And, and so, um, it, I, I, I didn't find the same kind of rejection that I would have expected to get from you or, or someone that represented where you were at in your beliefs with somebody in like my beliefs. And I get, I just had never really seen healthy, uh, <laughs> coexisting of people relationally, um, where literally to this day, like my whole family loves you, like my mom and dad and my brother. Feelings like, are mutual. Yeah. It, it, and it's like, and it's like when you're, when you win in whatever way, like whatever social media can show w- winning in life, whether it's something you're celebrating or whatever, um, or something that you're sharing with that world and we get to receive it, you know, like it, there's this genuine joy in my heart that rises up. That's like, yes, like, I love that. I mean, this guy's awesome. And, and I, I, I want to tap into this because I, 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 I and I want to get your kind of thoughts on, you know, just what you've seen in the world of, uh, how it's been maybe in my perspective, it's been really challenging and rare for people to be able to be, hey, like the core fundamental belief of how I view this whole thing called life is different. Um, and, and yet, man, we can, we can not only like tolerate each other, we could, we could actually have a relationship or really celebrate when each other, uh, when, when somebody's doing something like, I mean, if I, if I had a, a kid or, you know, something like that, something I shared, I mean, you were there, you know, commenting congratulations or whatever, things like that. I, how, how have you experienced that world in, in the relationships and, and the people that you've had in your life with these, these worldview things? And what, what is your kind of take on that? How are you seeing it? Well, you know, I try not to be dogmatic about my own beliefs. Um, and I also appreciate when people are not dogmatic about their own. Yeah. Um, now for, you know, for me, I, if you can put it this way, judge people um, based on how they comport themselves. I don't care. I genuinely don't care what your belief system is. Yeah. When I meet people, that is the furthest thing from my mind. Um, But, you know, I see the husband you are, I see the dad you are. And to me, and, you know, quite frankly, the, the, the pastor that you are. And to me, all of that speaks to your fundamental character. 
that if, even if, and I realize this is not a possibility, but even if we stripped away the Christianity from you, sure. if that didn't exist, you would still be the same, the same son, the same husband, the same brother, um, and the same friend that, that you are. And to me, that is much more important and much more uh, of a manifestation of who and what you are than what it is you believe. And I believe, and I know that your beliefs are centered, center all of that for you. And to me, that's great. If that does it for you and that, that keeps you on the path that you want to go down and that you should go down, fantastic. More power to you. I support that. And for me, anybody that is authentic about that and lives that kind of life, um, I, I literally have absolutely no qualms about loving them, about being a part of their life or, or anything like that. Yeah. So my, my atheism and my agnosticism are probably of the many least important things about me. You know, that's just, that's just my intellect. That's how I think. Yeah. That's how I view the world. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't have spiritual experiences. Sure. That doesn't mean that I don't question my own belief systems. I mean, I, I have taken a baseball bat to my, to my thoughts multiple yeah. times and, and, you know, question them a lot. And, yeah. you know, I always come back to, you know, this is, this makes sense to me and this works for me. Um, because I don't feel like a hypocrite. Yeah. And so, um, you know, for me to reject somebody because they are an evangelical or because they're a Jew or because they're Mormon or because they're anything that I am not, uh, is to me, that is the ultimate sin. That is the ultimate evil to take something that somebody needs may need or, or enjoy, or that keeps them happy, makes them happy. If it makes you happy, genuinely happy, then I celebrate that. And that's, that to me is what's important yeah. above everything else. When you think of, when you think about, you, you mentioned part of like where I, I feel like, like Jesus is the cent is the center and all of those good good husband good dad good pastor good friend you know i i do really believe that i'm building those things on that foundation of of the jesus sure. world in my life uh not being that center in your life with where you are right now like you mentioned you've had seasons of baseball bat to your belief systems and different things or different views or whatever mm -hmm. what would you say when you when you look at you know waking up each day looking forward is part of the like that that tr that I don't know what else to say. Che true North just sounds too cheesy, um, but like that true North, if you will, uh, like place that's helping you go. Okay, this is this is how I'm gonna be, or this is this is how in a moment where I want to say you know uh, screw you to somebody, like you're and you're and whatever. I'm, I'm gonna choose to be gracious or forgiving. Like, what are some of those things that you go, man? Help help you go. Or do you have 
just because I and part of why I'm asking Jason is because when the, in my context, right, with with the the majority of the people that I'm around in the Christian space, um, you know, we we have an answer for that world that's that's well in the scriptures or Jesus, whatever that's helping be that foundation. And sure. I think it's challenging for people to 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 see it how somebody who doesn't has the ability to like still be somebody who's a positive contribution to like healthy relationships and people. If it's, you know, not that. So what, what is that world for you? I guess the question that I constantly ask myself is, does this help? Whether it's my attitude, whether it's, you know, how I treat the people who are driving on the freeway. Sure. Um, uh, my students, uh, my dog, you know, it is what I'm doing being helpful. Is it helping them? Is it helping me? And if the answer to those is no, then I, I'm not always successful, but I try and remove that from my psyche or from my experience. Um, because I think, you know, one of the fundamental things about humans is they want to feel useful. Yeah. They want to feel like they're doing something that is bigger than themselves. Um, would you use, would you use, how would you, how would you use the word purpose around that? Would you use the word purpose or would you say, yeah, okay. I'm just going to think about it. Yeah, uh, for me, it was, um, I guess, you know, my purpose in, in becoming a teacher yeah. was to be for adolescents, to be for them what my teachers and my coaches were for me. Yeah. Because they were my, they were my port. Yep. Um, you know, my father was, uh, was an alcoholic, uh, and I, you know, spent the majority of my time with him. Um, and so that created a very, uh, sort of, I don't want to say unstable home life, but it wasn't a psychologically safe home life. Sure. Um, and so my teachers and my coaches showed me what, you know, a healthy, sort of interaction with an adult can really look like. Yeah. And so I, I've always wanted to be a safe port for kids who are, who are in a storm of some yeah. sort. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I'm not always successful at it. Yeah. You know, I want to make that clear, but that is what I try and do is, you know, I try and use what gifts or talents or whatever you want to call it that I have and try and do for them what my teachers and coaches did for me because they literally um they saved me both academically and uh, emotionally at that yeah. time yeah well i can i can a hundred percent uh confirm like that's that's what you've done i mean you have <laughs> you, you have yeah you have you know and 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 i'm uh, my my graduation uh I, to, I, to, in 2012 is when I graduated. I'm sorry, 2020. I got married in 2012. 20 uh, 2009 was when I graduated. Um, the uh, the speech, the teacher chosen uh, speech or whatever it was called. I forget the the um, yeah was was you. You know, you came in, and uh, you know, in in two years, your students were like, yeah, this is the guy we want speaking on our behalf. Um, 
I don't know. That is a, that's a pretty massive testament to, to a shortened amount of time and, and your ability to make that kind of impact. And obviously, I know you're still doing that to this day, but um, I, I know I, I just I'm I'm really encouraged to, to me. I think what's been encouraging uh, is is the way that um, you have you've engaged the. I remember having lunches. I would. I remember you were gracious enough to say, "Hey, I'll yeah, I, I'll have a, I'll open up my you know my class. You can come have lunch with me, uh, you know, during this during the school day." And you just were open and willing to engage in tough conversations, questions, uh, challenge, um, you know, and uh, and I just I wonder why that world is so difficult for so many people, and. And uh, what what would be something that you would say to encourage? Let's let's take this let's take this from two sides for a moment. Although I don't look at it like that really at all, but the the sides maybe we're sitting on the of the table. For you to to say to some somebody on my side of the table how we could we could be more effective and healthy uh, around engaging people that don't believe the same as us. Um, like what would be something that you would say, uh, to, to somebody sitting on my side of the table? And then I have another question to that angle, but I'll stop there for, for the, the question sake. Um, you know, for, for me, it's, it's, you know, why that's like, a- why, like, why are you, like, why are you, why did you say yes? This is somewhat of a different question, but hmm? why, why are, what? Wh- what what did I do? Um, and it may have nothing to do with that. It's probably you brought just, me food, Chase. Yes, I, mean, <laughs> I had to figure out some way for you. No, but but like but for real, like you you know you're sitting here with me today and on a Saturday taking your time having this conversation, right? And and so there was something, uh, and you know that that uh, created enough of you to go, yeah, this dude, you know, I I I you know, he's doing something to where we can do this. How yeah. did, how, you know, right. And, and so, and I'm, again, I'm not putting that all on me. I, I think very much so it's the, the, the maturity and the, the type of person that you are, but it, it, how, how would you encourage somebody that's, that's sitting on my chair to go, how do they have more conversations like this relationships, like this opportunities to be in people's lives like this with people that uh, just believe in a different space than them? You know, what, how would you challenge and encourage them to do that better? Well, number one, you know, be a good listener. You know, it's, it's a cliche, but, you know, listen to understand and put your, put your response gun in the holster yeah, and kind of keep it there. Um, and then, you know, like any conversation, you know, look where you have common ground, Yeah, you know, because if you, and this is what bothers me about so much discourse today, whether it's political or racial or religious or whatever, is um, people are so they they paint themselves into corners, yeah. So with some of their rhetoric, um, and so I think if you're if you're willing to listen, be willing to ask somebody a difficult question, not to trap them, right? But to you know to 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 force them to um, explain this is why I believe what I believe, or this is why I think the way I think. And then be open to the reciprocal process. Okay. Now come, come at me, you know, ask me a difficult question Yeah. because you know, you, you know, this being a husband, you know, sometimes you got to sit down with your spouse and you got to have some very uncomfortable 
conversations sometimes. Right. Right. You know, but how else do you grow? How else, how do you grow as a husband? How do you grow as a teacher? How do you grow as a person? How do relationships grow and get better unless you, you know, can rip the bandaid off and, and have these difficult discussions with the goal being not to prove them wrong or not to convert them, but just to understand. Yeah. And, and when you can look at it through sort of that lens, you know, I, I, you know, I knew how you felt and, and what your, what your belief system was. And like I said, I did not care. Right. Which is not to say I didn't care about you as a person or that I didn't care that that was important to you. Um, But that was not going to be the linchpin of our relationship. Right. You know, now having said that there are some people who are in your world who have, and it's, mutual, you know, mutually sort of kind of put up a wall with, um, but that never made me, I don't want to say feel good, but sometimes, sometimes you have to do the addition by subtraction thing. Sometimes, you know, for a wide variety of reasons, relationships become toxic and it's best just to part company. Um, but with you, that was never, that was never a concern for me because I knew a, you were genuine about it. And it was important to you, right? If something is important to somebody, you know, you can find a way to, to communicate with them, not sacrifice your own integrity or your own belief system uh, and still live in the same world and get along. And I don't want to say tolerate each other because tolerance for me has a negative connotation. Sure. You know, genuinely celebrate and love right. each other. Right. So yeah. I think that's possible. Yeah. I think that's really good. I, you know, I think, I think part of the tension that I, I have had as I've continued to uh, mature in my relationship with God, my, my faith and belief in, in, in that world is that as I, as the, the more I, the more I pursue that and journey and grow in that world, the more I, I realize uh, what, what I really believe in, what I don't believe begin to get more clear and as I get more clear around what I really believe around the fact that like, I'm, I'm literally hanging my hat on the belief that like, there really was a man named Jesus who lived and, and he did the things that he said he was going to do and he died and he rose again. And I'm putting my faith in that kind of world that because that's real for me and because that, that world motivates and compels me to go, okay, to, if this thing is really not all that there is, if there is really an eternity that's, you know, got this world in and I, and I can see in my belief in the word, uh, the Bible and all that, like that's where that's going to be. Then to genuinely love someone all the way to that point of, of bigger picture love is to, to long for them to come into a, a similar belief, not to like, not to convert. See, that's, it's just been my challenge. Cause it's like, I, if I, if I didn't really believe what I'm, what I'm saying, then I, then like, I really wouldn't care it. Right. If for me, right. for me, if I, if it was nominal, if it was like a, an, an add on accessory to my life and it, a little cross that I wore and, you know, was convenient for me because I wanted to feel good sometimes. Like, it, but, but if I actually believe it and the stuff that you know Jesus said is true, then it, it would compel, it should compel that person to then go. Well, if then I, I I hope that this is and pray that this is 
something because it it's around that world of 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 a bigger picture of love and i and i think for me where i've been challenged and i don't see a lot of people do that well is how do you remain true and authentic to that belief if you really believe it and still do everything you just described which was not um always be in that like convert mode and you know because i have friends in different religions and i know how that feels right and so i can totally put myself in that seat of like whether it's the, my Jehovah's Witness friends that are knocking on my door and man, they are convinced that what they're believing is true. And even though I believe in a, in Jesus and I'm Christian, there's still things that they would say, you don't believe right. You got to believe like us. And I'm going, who are you? You know, I'm, yeah. and I, so I can get that. Um, and I think it's attention. A lot of people don't hold well and it's, it's unattractive. And I also think it repels people. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I would just say to you, man, I'm just thankful that you've um, allowed, you allowed me in that season of my life of high school to be, I'm sure, over overly passionate at times. And even, you know, I don't know, just uh, even in, I remember even being in your class and probably saying some things that you probably were like, hey, hey, simmer down, Chase, I need you to, I need you to chill a little bit. Um, but you, you, you just gave, you gave a lot of grace and maturity in, in that space that uh, I'm just super thankful for, because I think, I think you've, You've helped this conversation so much more uh, than hurt it, and 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 I yeah I think it's I think it's a big deal I think it's a big deal and a big missing piece in a lot of our society. Well, and and what what is a school for? Yeah, you know I mean you know you can challenge your students to think differently. Um, again, with not not in the hopes of of converting them or making them think that you sure. are right, sure, but just. You know, I've I've always been a firm believer in, you know, question everything. There's no harm. There is literally no harm that can come from asking difficult questions. Sure. And you know, that can be asking God when you're praying difficult right. questions. Why? Totally. Why is this happening? And the answer may never come. But you know, if it if it helps you galvanize and, you know, sometimes doing that helps you galvanize that, Hey, this is the right way for me. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, for me, and I don't, I don't reject, you know, Christianity entirely, because I think if you're, if you're really honest, you can look at Christianity and there's, there are lessons there that are universal, that sure. are incredibly important about, you know, loving each other and about, um, helping your neighbor and and being generous and being kind and being graceful, yeah, being forgiving, yeah. Um, you know, so I don't just because the the dogmatism didn't stick sure. doesn't mean the other things didn't. Sure. Yeah. And you know when you know if I rejected people because of their religious beliefs, I would live a very very lonely existence. Yeah. <laughs> The numbers, the mathematics themselves totally. um, dictate that, that, you know, if you reject people just because they believe a certain way, yep. um, you know, that's, that's, to me, that's a ridiculous stance to take. And again, yeah. if you can ask them difficult questions with the basis for that being, I want to understand this better, right? you know, then to me, those are difficult conversations that are easy to have. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not going in with both guns blazing. Yeah, right, right. That, that posture is really important. Yeah. The, 
so the the kind of the the why of this whole podcast helping people get freed from uh, freed up from the things holding them back to to being built up into who they're made to be you know it it seems and appears to me and it has since i was you know with you in high school that you really you really are walking in who 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 you were you know made to be who who you who who like you when you think about your life and the person you want to be like you're I mean, you're walking in. I'm sure there's areas, you know, you, you want to grow and have different things that are whatever. But like, you know, you're um, I, I think it's it's pretty obvious to most of the people that interact with you. Like, again, that confidence and security that you exude and have been walking in for a long time uh, is is there. You are you're you're doing something right. What what a, the question the question I kind of want to you're you're you've you're experiencing the the who you are made to be part. What? in your life or maybe even now do you still see some window what's something that you feel like you you were held back by that you you overcame that you got freed up from sure. um that was uh that something that you know just made made a big and significant impact well um as i mentioned earlier you know my father was an alcoholic and unbeknownst to me until i was almost 40 years old um he he had depression as well and um, it, it ran in my family and looking back on my life, um, you know, I didn't get diagnosed with depression until I was almost 40 years old and retrospectively looking back, not knowing and subsequently not addressing, um, that, that, that depressive disorder that I have and struggle with, um, really really kept me from living an, an authentic life. Yeah. And so, uh, in the early two thousands, I started going to counseling and seeing professional therapists and that quite literally saved my life. Yeah. You know, there was a, a, a very dysfunctional marriage in there, uh, that, you know, I, I had to find a way to get out of and, and, um, finally got the courage to and admit to myself that it was not working. Um, there was a suicide attempt in there and, um, you know, I just, I couldn't, couldn't sit with all of these things that had yeah. been bothering me. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, an event based or a, a stimulus based depression. It was how I sort of was viewing the world and how I was viewing myself yeah. within the world. And so with the help of a, a lot of therapy, um, you know, I saw the world as less black and white and started seeing myself in less black and white terms. And so that provided me with a lot of clarity about, because the, the confident person you saw in the classroom was masking a massive amount of insecurity. Sure. Massive amount. And so I had to kind of find a way to reconcile, you know, I had a therapist, you know, who said, you know, when you look back at your career as a teacher and look at all the relationships you formed and look at what kids say to you and write to you, um, he's like, does it make any sense that you don't feel like you're doing anything that mm -hmm. you don't feel like you're contributing? He's like, you're being ridiculous. And he, he put it in those terms. I don't think he said those words, but he said, you know, the data supports, right. You know, you're, you're, you're pretty good at this. Yeah. And so that kind of 
kind of flipped the switch a little bit. Yeah. And so for me, it was confronting that, you know, you want to talk about a difficult conversation, try having the one yeah. that's right. completely internal and right. challenging your own, again, beliefs about yourself and getting out of that confirmation bias feedback loop um, that people with depression tend to trap themselves in. Yeah. So for me, that was the kind of the linchpin that, that got me out of the funk, so to speak. And, you know, I still regress sometimes and, and go there, but the, that, the span of that is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah. That's so good, man. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for being vulnerable and sharing. Like I, I, um, I just really respect that. Thank you. That, yeah. And, and I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who uh, are going to resonate with that. And, uh, and I'm, I'm inspired by just that, that journey. Uh, I, at some, maybe some other time I'll, I'll jump in. And in fact, I'll, I'll and on another episode in the, in the coming, uh, coming weeks and months, I'll, I'll unpack more of this side of my story. I haven't really shared yet with, with really very many people, but, but the t- 2022 was the hardest year of my life, bar none, uh, on a personal level. And uh, it, part of what, what walked me through that journey was, was uh, beginning to see um, uh, a counselor and, uh, and therapist uh, twice a month uh, throughout the year. And it was a game changer. I didn't realize a lot of things uh, that I needed to unpack in different ways that they were, you know, I, I've never been... Uh, I've never been against counseling. I've never ever, I mean, I've always, I mean, as a pastor, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite often, uh, reminded that, you know, I'm not a counselor and, uh, there are professionals out there that really do, uh, an incredible job and need to, to be, um, and I mean, they're being, you know, overtaxed right now too. There's, there's wait lists up the yin yang, but, um, but I've been super thankful for that journey for myself in my own, uh, emotional and mental health and, um, and so, uh, man, just to, yeah, appreciate, appreciate that, that vulnerability there and, and man, praise God, as, as I will say, praise, praise God, of a, for a failed suicide attempt, praise God for your willingness to journey through, um, the lies that, you know, you believed at times about yourself and, and, and didn't, didn't give up because yeah, I mean, again, you're sitting here with me, man. I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not saying this to to make anybody think something or make you feel anything as much as it's I'm I'm sitting here uh in 14 years removed from high school and not having a conversation like this between that season and now and 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 man the impact that you made and are still making in people's lives and students' lives is immense. And and so yeah, just to affirm and reaffirm reaffirm um that that true that the, the truth narrative that you you know that I'm thankful that that therapist reminded you to look at the data uh, because it's it's there and it's continuing to grow and, Thank uh, you. and yeah I'm really thankful for that um, one of the things uh, just to kind of wrap up here uh, just a couple couple things about our 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 time at Whitney um, some people that um, so I have I have four I have four guys that since eighth grade I have in a uh, I have stacks of them at my house. Um, there's four guys, there's four student like friend guys, and then there's and then there's you. So there's five total, okay, of guys that in my world of the last 14 years plus four for this the students um, that I pray for, and 
and I pray that wherever you are in life, uh, ultimately, my, my prayer, my longing is that, man, like you're you would experience and encounter the the true the true and living God. Like that's my prayer. And that man that the Lord meets your needs, that he's mm. whatever you're walking through, he's walking through. So there's four guys. It's it's uh it's Zach Raves, Taylor Irwin, Eric Judd, and Ryan Shimmerhorn. Those four dudes who you know from our years well, at Whitney. Yes. And uh because at eighth grade at Granite Oaks Middle School in Rockland, California, uh I, I got to be introduced to those guys and, and became friends with them and, and played football and um, and they've like, God like stamped them on my heart. And then I met you, uh, my, my junior year and it was a similar stamp. And so the five of you have been, if you were to look through my stacks for the last 14 years, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many, I'm hundreds of pages between the days of prayer, just writing things out. Your name is written out. Um, and it continues to be, uh, to, to this day. So even, even if, if the belief in the God I'm praying to you is different, just, man, I hope you're encouraged to know, um, man, I'm, I'm thinking about you guys and praying for you just in your life that, uh, man, you, you would continue to experience this, this beautiful gift called life, which I really feel like you do a great job living and, and helping people see, uh, is, is a good thing to live and, and to have in front of them. So, thank you. Uh, yeah, man, just so thankful for, the time to chat today and uh and i'm Me super too. super uh excited for a reconnection point because that you know even though 14 years ago by now now for the foreseeable future i'll have this i'll have this time and this moment you know when i see your posts when i get to see and celebrate things or you share things it'll be different in that way that i got a, a more recent uh touch point and so um whether you're traveling the world with uh you know miss maine who's not miss maine anymore uh uh what's her name Yes, that's right. She, she, she had to find a guy that, that she could rhyme her name with. That's right. Oh man, you guys, man, you guys brought so much life to to Whitney. Um, but man, just yeah, thank you uh, to, to 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 the time today, and uh, thanks for making an impact on my life. Keep making an impact on the lives uh, of those students and people that you're you have in your life in front of you now. So you too. Thank you, man. With that, thanks for listening. Until next time, see you later. Love you, man. Love you too.